I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Weiner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Bregnell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Parry. I'm Brad Brown. It's brilliant to have you on board once again. And this episode is brought to you by Biogen. Uh, if uh, you are looking for some help on your journey to whatever your goal is, we want to help you. All you need to do is tell us what you're training for. Tell us a little bit about your Biogen journey. Uh, and the easiest way to do it is to use the hashtag Biogen journey on social media. Okay, Whether it's Facebook or Twitter uh, or Instagram, just tag us in that post by using that hashtag okay it's hashtag biogen journey tell us what you're up to and what you need help with and you could be a lucky winner we'll be giving away three months access to the coach parry online training platform so uh, definitely check that out if you want to be part of what we're doing over here at coach parry coming up on today's show another of our one-on-one fly on the wall coaching calls and uh, we join up with one of our members, James Collins, who uh, is working toward Comrades 2019. So if that's your goal, you're definitely going to want to listen to this podcast. I think there'll be lots for you to take out of it. The coach, Lindsay Parry, joins us once again as well. Uh, And also be sure to stick around because we have got another unbelievable story to share from our success forums on our website. So that's coming up at the end of today's show as well. But uh, let's head over to that call with James and the coach. Well, we head to Durban now. It's uh, another one of these trifecta calls. Uh, I'm in Cape Town. The coach is in Joburg. And James Collins joins us from Glenwood in Durban by the sea. James, how's it? How's it, Brad? Good morning. You are in the heart of Comrades country, James. Uh, please tell me you didn't start, like right. most of us, start running to, to run Comrades. Uh, that's exactly what I did, yeah. <laughs> Two years ago, I decided to run Comrades. <laughs> And yeah, from from zero to ninety in one year. It's the curse, I think, of living in, and I don't want to say in Durban because it's such a South African thing. But uh, yeah, what an amazing achievement! All our international listeners are going, man, you are a madman. That is absolutely crazy. Tell me a little bit about were you were you pretty active growing up? I mean, what was the deal? Was it uh, did you potter around and then one day decide you know what I want to run comrades? Um, yeah, I've always I've always enjoyed sports, and so I've done you know every kind of thing. Pretty much got involved in everything. Was never super good at anything, but always, um, you know, second team or something like that. So reasonable, reasonable enough. And then, um, yeah, I always just liked being active. And um, and my wife actually a couple of years ago said, hey, we should try this comrades thing. And so I have to blame her, to be honest. And <laughs> she actually, she got injured pretty early on. Like our first 10K, she got quite badly injured. So she had to give up, but I managed to keep going and continue. And yeah, I just kind of, you know, just kind of fell in love. And the community here, of course, living on the Comrades route, you know, everybody is so supportive. And yeah, it just kind of keeps you going and doesn't make you want to stop. So you have to finish the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that always the case? I remember my first big cycling race that I did, a mate of mine tried to suck me into it. And, and I said to him, oh, I'd love to do it, but I don't have a bike. So he said to me, I've got a spare bike for you. You can use my bike. So I ended up taking his spare bike and then he chickened out and I ended up doing it. And that's how my sort of journey started. So uh, it's quite funny how, how often that someone ropes you in, they don't end up doing it for whatever reason. And then you get stuck doing it. Tell me about goals wise. What's, uh, what's the plan? What do you you, what are you working towards? Goals-wise, um, my main goal this year is two oceans. I uh, just want to try and get that done and try and actually enjoy it 
Um, the last, the first two I did were pretty hard for me. Um, I think, like I said in the questionnaire, I sort of after those, I sort of wanted to stop running. But um, yeah, just I mean, the first half is normally fine. Actually, to the top of Chappies is normally all right, um, but then it gets hard. So that's that's my main goal. Um, at one stage, I thought I could maybe try and push it for under five hours, but um, you know, I don't think that's going to be reality this year. Um, just seeing how things are going. But yeah, and then the, the big goal, um, also to do a three and a half hour marathon at some point and the sub 25K. So those are kind of my, my big goals. Nice. Like well, now that you, you've brought out the fighting talk and the gloves off, I'm going to hand yeah. you over to the coach. Uh, Lindsay, you've got James's uh, sort of questionnaire that we send out for these coaching calls to give you a bit of background. Initial thoughts and then, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've got a couple of questions for James and then we're going to open it up for James. I'm sure he's got uh, some questions for, for you. Yeah, so look, I, I have had a look through everything and in terms of where your sort of ability lies, none of your goals are um, unachievable. Uh, in fact, you, you probably should be there and thereabouts anyway. Um, you know, uh, perhaps some of the injury stuff has hampered you or maybe a little bit of, of inconsistency uh, Possibly at, at um, oceans, maybe it's a little bit of route management, but really, you, you your five k points you to um, a sub three thirty marathon fairly comfortably, yeah. which in turn points itself to a fairly comfortable sub five hour ocean. So I think for you, it's really finding the balance of the in the training to stay healthy and uninjured um, and really just get that consistency in and then um, yeah I mean and then all of your your, your goals are achievable and, and perhaps on race day having a, a slightly better race plan um, so that you don't get to the top of chappies and the wheels come off but I mean just to give you an idea even if you don't go under 20 minutes for 5k which on the face of it is probably your hardest goal but definitely doable but yeah. if it stays where it is now, I mean, you definitely sub 45, 10K, sub 140, a half marathon and a sub 330 marathon. So, you know, every everything is, is there. It's just really about finding um, that rhythm where you can get in 12 to 20 weeks of really good consistent training uh, without having to yeah. break down with injury or get sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit then about, you said you just had um, some needling uh, for what you thought was just a bit of tightness, but actually turns out a bit more than that and that you really you probably also affected your, your latest marathon. So what was the, the diagnosis there? Um, yeah, just, just overuse, I think. Actually, it kind of started in Comrades and I've sort of been running – I guess most of comrades I actually ran with quite a bit of pain. Okay. Um, and then, but I took a long recovery time, took the three weeks off that you normally recommend and really built up pretty slowly. Um, and I guess I just sort of got used to running with a bit of pain, but it didn't really hamper performance too much. So okay. like I've done a PB for my 5k and all that, but obviously when it came to the marathon, my muscles decided, okay, no, this is, this is just too much to handle. Um, and so, although I didn't like crash and burn on the marathon, I just got progressively slower. Like each K, I just got a few seconds slower and slower after halfway. Okay. Um, so I actually didn't 
think it was too bad, but I noticed afterwards really that I was hobbling a lot. Um, and then, but it didn't take too much to recover. So I don't think it's a, it's a kind of serious injury. I think within a couple of weeks, I would be okay to kind of resume normal training and all that. Um, yeah. And then also you, one of your, your comments you made to Brad, you said you don't think things aren't working out in terms of sub five at, at oceans, but I mean, we've got, we've got plenty of time um, okay. <laughs> between now and ocean. So, you know, yeah. and, and with, with the ability and the fact that this, the sub 21 5k was at the end of October, meaning the speed really is good and the speed yeah. is there to run under five hours. So, I mean, that really your focus between now and ocean should just be getting as pain free as possible. And then from yeah. there, you just, you, you want to be consistent. So, um, yeah, I mean, have you got some other questions? Yeah, I guess my, my main my main question is really to how to build the endurance side of things because as you say, the speed's there. Um, my cardiovascular fitness seems really really good. I would say, like I don't, I hardly ever feel like exhausted after a race, but my muscles seem to complain. Like my muscles get tired, they feel weak. Um, so look. That that could be a symptom of still being a pretty new runner. So uh, I mean that's that's not completely abnormal. And look, uh, it's not always good to use myself as an example, but here is a a good one. I mean I've run my whole life, yeah. but when when I started running or training reasonably seriously for comrades about ten years ago, for me that was the hardest part of it. Was that any runs over 25 Ks in those days, actually probably 30. But when we got to those sort of length runs, I always yeah. just found that my feet got really, really sore. And I didn't, I didn't understand it. And now when I think back on that, sometimes I'm like, it was just literally the fact that I was not, I just hadn't been running long enough because now yeah. I mean, your legs just, I mean, the only time they really get sore is when you, being crazy and running a, a really hard marathon or or ultras, but um, so that is going to come with time. Um, yeah, and look, you've been going what two, just about two years now. Yeah, just two, yeah, two, two and a half probably. Yeah, so so I mean, you've 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 got to keep doing it, and you've got to keep running the long runs. Um, what sort of pace are you running your long runs at? Uh, probably about 5.50. I did a pretty comfortable 32 at about 5.36 before my marathon, so about four weeks out. Um, and that was quite comfortable, actually. It felt quite good. Yeah, so you're doing that in exactly the right place. So that's, that is often also part of the problem, that, that those runs are too fast, and then that um, can lead to having – sore and tired legs on, on race day, but more importantly, it actually hampers your, your cardiovascular development. But that you are for, for your current level, that's basically spot on. I mean, you, you want to be running around, you, you, you could go to about 515, 5.20, but to me, that's not, uh, there's no rush to get much quicker. You, you, you're around about the right area and so now it's just going to be about putting that in week after week after week after week and then you should yeah. be a lot stronger come oceans and then we've you know you, you, you are on the forum so we've got to get in there and then plan your 
actual race properly and and at oceans it's very easy to do the first 28 k's too hard because yeah. the first 28 k's are super easy and yeah. then the race gets quite hard for the next 28 yeah absolutely um yeah. a question maybe about the muscular stuff if would cycling help look it it would um the, for me cycling has a really it's really good cross training for running um and it has yeah good carryover in that it makes you stronger at heel running so in a in a way if you're running enough cycling actually becomes good um heel training or strength training where it doesn't help though because of its low impact nature is it's not going to make you your legs more robust you know like so that kind of feeling where you feel my legs are getting sore deep on is not going to do that um okay but it's it's it will contribute really positively. Look, some some actual physical strength training in the gym, yeah, would would help that. Um, you know, doing some some uh, you just got to progress through it. I mean, I wouldn't go straight into the gym and start doing box jumps, but some sort of um, yeah. jumps and and uh, some eccentric loading uh, that'll that'll definitely help. But the thing that's going to help the most is like literally just getting in those 30 to 36k run week after week after week after week that's yeah that's going to make the biggest difference okay no that that's good and then in terms of um running is it better in your opinion to kind of have those long runs and just run fewer days in the week um and just to give us my body more recovery time yeah so look i i quite i'm not a fan of of very many people doing more than five runs a week. And typically yeah. I find that four days a week for most people with a little bit of cross training is probably the, the, the best balance. Look, where you're getting now, where you want to start targeting running sub 20, I would say you probably need to run, well, minimum four, but I would say you are aiming for five runs in a week. And I would have one of those runs at around about the hour and a half mark in one of those runs at the 30, 30 K plus, um, as your kind of stock run, one, yeah. one, one run that's fairly short, but involves some intensity. So be it hills or intervals or fart lack or tempo run, those type of things. Um, and then the other two are, going to be in the kind of 12 to 15 kilometer range around about an hour to hour 15 maybe a little bit longer that's kind of um and that'll bring quite a good balance to your your week um okay yeah, that's 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 kind of where, where you're looking for all right and then if i have to take a couple of weeks off um just in terms of getting this injury sorted out um the plan going forward um like in terms of the marathon training plan, what weeks should I leave out in terms of that program? Because I know it's a 12-week program, which I should have started this week, essentially. Um, but if I have to chop off a couple of weeks? Yeah, so look, I, it would depend how many weeks. But if you're talking about a week or two, I would I would slide into the program and it won't be too much of an issue. I mean, you've just come off of, of running a marathon. But if we're talking three or four weeks, then I would start – at the beginning of the program and probably follow the first um, two to three weeks as they are on the program. And then from there, I would then move to the appropriate distance from the race. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, another question just about hill stuff. Um, I know hill sessions and running hills, um, I guess my question is, is is running hills, steep hills, just at a normal pace, is that a, a, a concern for causing injury or is it only really hill sessions where you run too steep that's a problem? No, and, and glute injury, you know, once you do have a bit of a glute injury, then certainly running lots of hilly um, routes can contribute to that and it can irritate it. Uh, but again, for me, it, it comes down to once you've sorted that out is is we all tend to run the hills that little bit too hard. And um, that's probably largely responsible for why there is a risk if we do too many hills, um, especially on the, on the downside. So I would say that that's not a major concern for me, but I would almost put in just that extra um, conscious effort to just slow down a little bit more when running hills, especially in the very long training runs. Okay. Yeah. And then power-wise, um, I heard your your podcast last week just about running with power. Um, my my Garmin watch also has power, but it seems like super variable. Like it's so not inconsistent, but it just varies so much so quickly that it's hard for me to kind of pace myself with the power thing. Um, so you you should be able to um, smooth it out and you know, change its its sampling rate so that it gives you the average over a bit of time. But that is one of the sort of advantages of power is that it does change very quickly. So especially when you move from flat to hill yeah. or downhill, it does change very suddenly. But that is that is its actual advantage. So I've read a couple of reviews um, about the, the Garmin power. And the accuracy is a, is a difficult word. But what, what the reviews did say is that it was consistent. So in other words... If you go and run at a similar speed on a on the same hill week on week, you are probably going to find that the power is the same. So the fact that it changes so quickly is really its advantage. When you hit the hill, yeah, it's telling you slow down. You know, if you want to, if you yeah. heading out on a run and you you want to run 350 watts, for example, as your average, and you know that's an easy run for you. When you hit the hill, it's going to go to 420 really quickly. And then yeah. you're forced to slow down and bring it back to 320. And and kind of like um, what I think Garth it was, it was saying that on the uphills, though, it seems like it's you have to slow down so much to bring it even. And on the downhills, like you really have to belt it to try and keep that power even. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it isn't – and in that, in that um, exactly that, it's not exact, but but – for me, that's why I kind of work in that, in that same um, that same chat. That's why I work on okay. If, my, if I'm trying to run for me, an easy average is 270 watts. Then when I'm on the hills, I'm looking at about 285, maximum 290. And when I come down the other side of the the hill, I'm looking at about 260 to 265. So there is a little bit of 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 leeway there, but it's still you can still keep it pretty much around that little tight band. Okay. And then um, another one, actually, I've been part of this kind of research study, which has required me to do a time trial every second week. Um, and that kind of goes to the end of Jan. But as a training thing, is is it good or bad to kind of have that, that fast race so often? 
because I've quite enjoyed having that kind of every second week. So five, five to eight k's even is is fine. But when you do that, I would cut out. So I would make that my speed work for the week. So then I, I wouldn't have my interval session on the Tuesday, for example, and do the park run on on the Saturday. Park run would be my hard run that week. So essentially, you'd yeah. be doing intervals or speed work or whatever you you workouts you're using to improve speed every second week and the time trial every second week. Okay. Um, and then a bit of a random question. I'm not sure if, if you might know the answer to this, but I found um, with comrades like at about, okay, well, I had a, I had a pretty tough time from K20, but um, from like 60 to 80, I was like totally finished. And then suddenly at K83, I could run again, like, but with no real additional fueling or, or anything. Um, and with oceans, what makes it so hard is kind of I'm in that stage you know, where like I'm really feeling terrible when the race finishes. Um, any suggestions to overcome that or improve? So, look, it, it, it's probably more linked to like white line fever. You just know the finish line is, <laughs> line is coming. I'm not passing this ball to anybody. There's, so that, that's probably, it, it, it's, it's, it has a much stronger um, psychological than, than, it, than a, a physical component. Um, and it's not uncommon. I mean, if you if you think back to your your five k's that you quite enjoy running, yeah. in a five k, it's kind of around about the three k mark. I mean, you really three three and a half k's. You really are struggling, but you also know that you're close to the finish. But you you really have to hang on quite hard for those for for three or four minutes, and then suddenly you're feeling a lot better, charging for the line. I mean, you you stuffed, but but. You lose that sort of, oh, you know, do I want to keep doing this or not? In a 10K, yeah. that comes around six and a half, seven and a half Ks. And then by eight Ks, you, you normally sort yourself out. Oceans, part of the problem with oceans is that you, you, you hit the very hard part of the route, uh, which is Constantia Neck. And then although from there, the running is easier, the camber is really bad and your legs are sore. Yeah. So it's quite hard at oceans to, kind of get yourself out of that mindset. And I find you tend to to start doing that as you come from from um, top gates past um, Kirstenbosch bottom gates. But then the finish yeah. is really tough. Yeah. And so that's why at Oceans, you maybe don't get quite that same sort of mental. But the, the biggest thing for you at, at Oceans will be that, that we'll plan the race so that you get to the top of Constantia Neck feeling like you can still run. I mean, you're not going to be feeling amazing, but you'll feel like you can still run yeah. and that your, <coughs> your goal is still a possibility. And with that goal being a possibility, if you get to, to Kirstenbosch top gate, which is about 4Ks left to run, 5Ks left to run, and your goal is still there, then I think you'll get that same sort of mental rush yeah. to go to the end. Okay, no, that's great. And um, so I guess tied into all that, on the forum we chatted about um, just kind of adopting the, the three-and-a-half-hour marathon program up until PMB, which is at the end of Feb, and then switching over to Oceans. Um, based on what we've chatted about today, is, is that kind of enough mileage for Oceans, do you think? Um, or should I try and sort of adopt a bit of like a, bit of a little bit of a longer run on the Sunday 
maybe just to kind of build up more yeah. mileage version. So, so I would I would tweak that a little bit, um, but without being being um, crazy. And I'll, I'll tell you also what just popped into my head now, based on your previous question, and that is that you can actually qualify for oceans right up to the 17th of March. Okay. But obviously that's quite late. But what it does is it is it opens up for you um, the Deloitte yeah. Durban, Deloitte Durban yeah. Marathon, which is, is quite a fast marathon. You you probably yeah. run a better seeding time with less effort there than than you would at Marisburg. So Depending yeah. on how quickly the injury comes right, you actually may want to consider doing that, pushing that out a little bit. And then, yes, just keep talking to me on the forum. And as we get into those like peak, those peak um, four to eight weeks around the marathon, we would probably just push the long run up a, a little bit and get you. Cause I think on that program you're on, it's, it's more 20, 25 to 30 Ks and we'll want to get you. 30, 30 to 36 players in that, that sort of bracket. Okay. That uh, sounds, sounds good. Cool. Great. Awesome stuff, James. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was pretty productive. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what you can do. One thing I love about chatting to, to Lindsay is he just breathes belief into everyone. So there's no pressure now, wow. but that, uh, that goal for Oceans is on like a scone. Okay, yeah, I've got to try it. <laughs> I love it. You, you're a member of the online community as well. Lindsay mentioned the forums. You've mentioned chatting as well. Uh, yeah, we just yeah. yeah, we appreciate that you're there, and uh, yeah, we hope you're getting hope you're getting tons out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, you guys. I mean, I I got so much out of everything that you offered free for you know for the last two years, um, and so I thought, well, what more can I actually get out of you know paying and seeing? But it, it does definitely makes a difference. You know, just having access to to Lindsay and the coaches every single day. You know, any question pops into mind, you can just put it on the forum and get an answer. So, yeah, super helpful. And, yeah, thank you, guys. Enjoying it a lot. Oh, brilliant, James. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what you do and how it goes. But uh, I'll stay in touch and we'll chat in the forums. And we yeah, excited, man. Uh, I love I love sort of chats like this because I get fired up uh, just seeing everybody else's goals. So, yeah, look, looking forward to seeing what you can do in, 20, in 2019. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. Pleasure, man. And that's it for this edition of Run. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, if you love this podcast and you've listened for a while and you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, please do. Uh, it really helps us get in front of more runners just like you and gets to share. Uh, gets or allows us to share this content with more people. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, uh, just take it takes a couple of seconds just uh, in the app, in the, the podcast player on your Apple device or your iOS device. Uh, just hit leave a review. Tell us what you think of the podcast, and we'd appreciate it uh, for a long, long time. Think of it uh, as a virtual tip jar. It's a way for you to to sort of just leave us something. So there you go. Thank you very much if uh, in advance for doing that for us. Uh, it is hugely, hugely appreciated. I mentioned uh, at the start of today's show that I wanted to share a story out of our success forums uh, on the Coach Barry podcast, uh, and I love this. It is from Ria van Veik. And Ria says, uh, hi, I'm following Coach Barry training program for my first half marathon. I've been following it since May this year. Uh, and I ran the gun run in Cape Town and finished in the first attempt of two hours and 10 minutes. That's brilliant. I'm really proud of that. Thanks to the coach and the training program. Uh, Ria said that uh, all her friends thought she was a bit crazy and too much following the program exactly the way it was. 
uh, but she just continued and she's really chuffed with the results. She says now they all want to join. She's going to refer them to this amazing online coaching app. Well, Ria, thank you very much. And then she said, P.S., I must add, I'm 57 years old. Ria, that is superb. 210, first time out for a half marathon. Uh, you are an absolute star. Congratulations. And uh, we love having you part of the Coach Perry online uh, training platform. If you'd like to find out more about it, the website to get to, coachperry.com forward slash join. We'd love to have you and uh, help you achieve your goals as well. And don't forget that you can win access. All you need to do is use the hashtag BiogenJourney uh, on social media. Tell us what you're training for, what you need help with, and we'll pick that up and we could make you a winner. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, cheers. Cheers.